probably shouldn't laugh anymore. Welcome to episode 65 of the video game podcast, PlayStation Pals. I'm your host, Nick, and I'm joined by the Valer to my Zale, John. Now, John, we are in October, and I know this is a video game podcast, but uh, what are your go-to horror movies since we're in this Ooh, month of spookiness? This. I'm such a movie guy that, you know, I, I feel like mov- <laughs> movies are my other thing besides video games that I could talk for hours and hours and hours about, so this is nice. Uh, first and foremost... The original 1978 <laughs> Halloween is a bona fide classic that still holds up to this day. Um, I think it's it's a little slow for probably uh, you know the attention deficit disorder world that we live in now, where people are like need to see action, 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 action. But like mm-hmm. it's an awesome slow burn uh, that I love, and and so I actually kind of decided this year I want to maybe start a a. Um, what do they call those? Tradition, uh, tradition with Kylie, uh, my wife, where we like watch it every year. Like so, I, I might try and convince her to do it. But uh, so there's Halloween, and then the other. I, I don't really have anything that like ties to October and Halloween, but three other horror movies come to mind. Hereditary is a modern classic that I think is wonderful and awesome. It's disturbing, and so don't think that you know it's going to be a, a very fun movie. But that movie is amazing. Uh, and then I got to give a shout out to Alien which is just a perfect movie top to bottom. And then the scariest movie for me, and a lot of it has to do with it being a movie from my childhood, because uh, I think my dad let me watch it when I was 10, is The Exorcist. <laughs> to this day, that nothing freaks me out like that. And, uh, and it's also just a really good movie on top of that. So Yeah, no. <laughs> so those are, yeah, those are the ones that I think of when I think of horror up top. <laughs> No, no fun ones. I know, I know you watch a lot of Hocus Pocus, but you're not going <laughs> to recommend it? No. I mean, <laughs> listen, I, I'm born, I was born in 1989. So, you know, I think anybody born in that area, you kind of grow up with the Hocus Pocuses, the Homeward Bounds, you know, these kind of movies, obviously Aladdin and stuff like that. But I've seen Hocus Pocus enough for 10 lifetimes. I'm, yeah. You know, I, <laughs> sure, watch it if, you have a, if you've never seen it or you have a daughter. I think Bette Midler is legit amazing in that movie. But uh, no, I'm, I'm good with that for, for a bit. But no, I, no, nothing fun. I'm not a fun guy. So. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and there's not a lot of fun horror movies. You know, there's like Ernest Scared Stupid or like the, the, the more kid variety of movies. But I'm with you. There's not. I did watch a ton of Bride of Chucky as a kid. Oh, maybe it's probably, that, that's that probably not something you should have been watching. I don't think I should have been watching The Exorcist either, but you know, I turned out semi okay. So, eh, <laughs> jury's out. Yeah. Well, you didn't answer. What? What about you? Uh, I I like the. I know you go. You kind of go toward the more uh, psychological. Like, I I kind of mm-hmm. like cheesy horror movies. Slasher, like, I like slasher slashers. Flicks. I, I do like Halloween, of course, but yeah, I like uh, you know Nightmare on Elm Street, um, the Jason movies. Just like I. I can turn my brain off. You talk like, about Freddy vs. Jason quite a bit. Yeah, so. it's a great movie. Yeah, it's okay. very, very good. We should watch it again sometime. Okay. I'm going to, I'm gonna, yeah, maybe we'll ask you to review that and want you to give it five, one to five stars. I just want to see what you do. Well, you know, bringing it back to video games, it's kind of like our video game battle royale that we're going through right now is like you have these two titans of horror. It's true. And, you know, it just worked out that they were able to get everything in line and you get a, a fun movie that doesn't take itself too seriously, has all the great horror 
uh, tropes of those, like good kills, some great boobs, you know, like all, all <laughs> the things, you know, boobs. they got a final girl, all that kind of stuff, you know, all this, all the things you like out of those kind of horror movies. It just it kind of relishes in it. Did you get pumped for Alien versus Predator after that? Uh, that is definitely in the same vein, but I didn't think it was as good as sure. a movie. Yeah. I mean, there's a different vibe with slashers versus gross fucking xenomorphs and predators. You know? Right. And that different movie, vibe going that on. movie's trying to, trying to be serious, trying right. to take, take it in a serious direction. So it's not as, I'm not having as much fun watching it. I mean, it's cool to see them fight each other, but it's just. Can we, can we spoil it? Who won? Freddy versus Jason. Who, who won? Can we, should we spoil this for everybody I, or should we, <laughs> should we keep it, you know, it's let, let people. F- well, maybe at the end of the month okay. we'll, we'll announce who wins. So you okay. should. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, and now that, now that, you know, they're, I mean, those, they're all Mortal Kombat characters. So maybe we could throw them into the battle royale. It's true. Were they in the same one though? I don't remember. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I get all of the. The uh, the DLC from like the modern Mortal Kombat's kind of mixed up in my head. I don't yeah, know. I don't know exactly. which is which because you know you got Rambo, Terminator, Joker. Well, Joker was in Injustice. Or was he, was, he? he was also in he Mortal was also Kombat. Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah, see, exactly. I'm already yeah. confused. Yeah, and I know uh, Ed Boon on Twitter has been uh, tweeting out like uh, kind of teases of what other uh, killers could be there. I think Ghostface was on there that he hasn't done yet. That's a huge one, yeah. And obviously that's more current because Scream Seven is coming. So. I wouldn't be shocked. Did Scream 7 not come? Or was that Scream 6 that just came out? I think it was Scream 6. Oh, Scream... Re- this scream, is a video game podcast. Don't ask us about Scream Revital. But, but there's another Scream movie coming. Is there? Okay. So it would... You know, it's kind of an obvious pick to be in a Mortal Kombat uh, game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Announced to be in development August 3rd. Okay. Well, well Jenna Ortega. She's so hot right now. Sure. Got to keep her going. It's true. Okay, so yeah, that's some good recommendations. If you have any recommendations, mm-hmm. well, this is how you can get in touch with us because this is how the show works, is we talk about up to six things on this show. It can be a game we're playing. It can be a topic like horror movies, or it can be an email from you at PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com, a Twitter DM at PSPalsPod, or a comment on our YouTube page. Nobody comments there, but, you know... If you do, we'll read it on the show. That's right. And that's at PlayStation Pals. Any of those things, we feel like talking about it. And we have four things for you today. Uh, and I'm going to kick things off with the big release of the week. I try to keep you guys current. But, you know, <laughs> Somebody <don't>, has to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we're a podcast that does not have access. We don't get codes. We don't get pre-release versions. So... You know, we have full-time jobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have to spend our money on the games we want to play, and of course, of course, I have to bring Cyberpunk 2077. Phantom Liberty just came out on September 26th for thirty dollars, sitting at a eighty-nine yep. on Open Critic, so reviewing very well. And I don't, I hate to be a broken record, but obviously. This was one of my most anticipated releases of the year. Well, it's the DLC uh, to your game of the year, man. Yeah, my game of the year last year. We talked about the 2.0 update last week, which came out ahead of this. So I won't get into like the stuff they changed there. I'll just kind of briefly cover the DLC. But basically, the story is that uh, Space Force One, which is their version of uh, Air Force One, <laughs> is crashing down in, a, in an area of Night City called Dogtown. This is a new area exclusive to the expansion so if you don't have it you cannot reach it and uh they have some you know they encourage your main character v to help them out and rescue the president which is you know 
a good premise. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, the, opening, the opening of this game is uh, you witnessing uh, Space Force One crashing and then running down the street to get to it and just the chaos of, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and uh, it felt like you are doing the Tom Cruise run that he does in every Mission Impossible. Every and move. I, not just Mission Impossible. Every movie. <laughs> yeah. He's always running. And I think that is a good analogy to this is like this is – the theme of this is really like tactical espionage, a spy thriller. It has a, a theme song that we briefly talked about at the end of last week that's out now. Does it have, um, does it say Phantom Liberty? Yes, it, it does. does. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. You always have to. Man. So this is kind of like, this is, this is kind of the premise for the whole thing. So, um, you know, that is, you're going to go rescue the president. You're involved with Solomon Reed, who is played by Idris Elba. He's kind of been all over the marketing for this. He is a big part of the game. And I think the, the kind of whole premise, even though I'm not too far in the main story, is definitely I don't know who to trust. Because um, there's a kind of a mystery over who brought down Space Force One. Why would they bring it down here? Um, this area of Dogtown is kind of separate from Night City in that it's kind of been annexed by an ex-general uh, of the military, uh, Kurt Hansen. And so, like, is he the one who did it? Do I trust Solomon Reed? <laughs> do I trust the person that invited me to do this mission, Songbird? All that mystery is in the game. But like I said, I've just scratched the surface of that. But uh, really what I've been doing is all kind of the new stuff. They have new gigs, new side quests, exploring the new area. Um, they have some dynamic content now. There's, like, airdrops. So a giant, you'll hear this ship fly over, and then it drops, like, a a giant like package in the ground and then you know other gangs like kind of scramble to get it and so you have to fight them and there's some always good loot in there and then also similar to like grand theft auto now there's this whole car stealing mechanic where uh cars will be highlighted on the map and you have to steal them and deliver them to um all over night city not just in Dogtown. you could always hijack cars in the original release mm-hmm. though right okay yeah but this is like a specific quest where a guy wants yeah. specific cars and then um You'll some, because car combat is a big thing now, a lot of those will turn into like these combat encounters while you're driving. So, Do you um, know if the cars have kind of like a, um, a system like guns where it's like, oh, yep. these are like legendary cars that have ridiculous <laughs> weapons? Yeah, you can get a car that nice. have machine guns come out the front bumper okay. or have a rocket launcher on the back. Um, and then if, if you don't have that, you can just use your normal guns in the car and shoot like just like out of a Grand Theft Auto. Well, I would, yeah, and I, I would hope that you know if you go down this like quest tree for delivering cars or whatever, you, you reach the end, you get some fucking you know rail gun on the top of your car <laughs> or something that, that can just destroy everything. Yeah, I've That's done awesome. I've done quite a few of them, and I've gotten some nice cars, and I got a like an armored truck now that has a rocket launcher on the back. So there there are incentives to do that. But kind of what I really like about doing the especially these car ones is it just lets me drive through Night City like. And just kind of revisit the areas and just, again, I think the, one of the strongest points of cyberpunk is how realized Night City is as a city. Mm-hmm. And that driving through it is just like, you. it's not like, like I like Grand Theft Auto V, but it's recreating things that I've seen before. You know, it's just L.A. recreated. Uh, Night City is a, a fantasy city that's very detailed and very different and cars are flying over and these giant virtual ads. You know, we've been kind of talking about the Las Vegas Spear all this week because yeah. you two had a concert there and that looks like something that would just be in night city. And that's something you do see is like there are ads that just like will climb and shoot into the sky. Like, yeah. Um, so I've been enjoying um, just, just driving around and just, you know, 
playing the game like kind of role playing, like stopping at red lights and just you know taking my time unless I'm getting attacked, you know, to deliver these cars off. So I've been I've been doing a lot of those missions. Baldur's Gate really had an effect on you, didn't it? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Yeah, just just hardcore role playing stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But this I no, I know. I'm just 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 giving you shit. Yeah, the difference here and. And I, I was having this conversation with other people is when this game was announced, I was kind of bummed that it was first person. Right. I don't like first person games. Typically, uh, I wanted you, you were to be- you were saying for a bit that like, I don't know if I'm going to play it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. So like I wanted third person like The Witcher is like Grand Theft Auto five. The games that I all the games I prefer are usually third person. And they chose this way that in their own interviews because it led to greater immersion. Mm-hmm. You know, you see more of the environment. You're you feel like you're in embodying this character. And, and I've talked about this before, but yeah. I think that that works really effectively and in the, the big feature of this game. Uh, but to be honest, it's just really more cyberpunk. And again, if, you know, you know, second course of your game of the year. Uh, is really up my alley. Uh, a lot of the gigs are are great. Again, they also don't look like on face value. Like well, the very first gig you do is you have to rescue. You have to find stolen parts and a stolen schematic. And of course, you go through the mission thinking it's like a recovery mission, but then it turns into a rescue mission because you find out the guy installed it in his eye. It's his eye. No, oh, jeez. <laughs> so you get there and you got to kind of work. Now you have this new dynamic, right? Like it's not just do I just kill the guy and rip his eye out? Yes. Do I take him with me? Do I help him get out of this building? And then he doesn't want to go back now. So do I? What do I? What do I do? There are many outcomes to these stories, and and that's kind of all the gigs. Uh, I just did a gig, and I'll just kind of preview the start of it, where I had to go into a place that takes children and grooms them to be athletes. So from from the day that they're young, they are trained in like soccer, and then they get cybernetic implants to help them be better soccer players. And then professional sports teams bids on eight, nine-year-old kids. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> to get them to sign contracts. And this is just a gig, which turn it, those little fuckers into money. <laughs> exactly. And this is just a gig, which in Cyberpunk, it's main story, side quest, gigs is kind of the tier like gigs yeah. are usually one-off stories side quests sometimes can go into diversion paths are more involved like they'll, they'll usually involve multiple locations gigs are usually one location uh confined story multiple outcomes and this is kind of what made cyberpunk great is like these kind of things and i know john you're just getting into cyberpunk yeah. but you've even gotten a little bit of a tease of that as you've done just kind of the earlier missions where yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the very first missions in the game, you got to help a, a new, what do they call them, fixers? Yep. Um, it just kind of seems to be like, I don't know, some sort of mob boss that can, like, give you jobs. And so yep. um, after playing the beginning of this game, this is my third time now, I kind of know where some things go. I was like, well, let me try the other path, thinking mm-hmm. that, like, uh, without spoiling anything, thinking that it would just kind of be a different type of outcome. And it yep. really wasn't. And it kind of made me realize for a second, like, Oh, I can't. Yeah, I can't trust anybody. And there's a, there are a lot of multiple layers to all this. And I think that's probably one of CD Projekt Red's calling cards at this point, because, you know, when The Witcher was out, I would say the number one 
uh, positive that that game was receiving was the quality of their side quests and how yep. thought out and fleshed out these type of experiences were. It wasn't, you know, the complete opposite of Final Fantasy 16, right? Mm -hmm. um, where there was almost better than the stuff you were getting on the main quest. And I think back specifically to the, you know, are you going to throw the baby into the oven quest in The Witcher? And it's like mm -hmm. you kind of think it's going to come this, you know, you think this is the right thing to do, but you don't aren't thinking of this other angle mm. or they're going to throw you for a loop here or there. And um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I would be shocked if that wasn't present in cyberpunk and it definitely sounds like it is. Yeah. Which is yeah. great. Yeah, it is great. And that is that sports arena gig is a great ending it is so good. Okay. Like, and that's, and again, that's, I, again, I think the quality of CD project reds games has been the story as you just mentioned. And that's, this is just more of that. So it's just more, you know, CD Projekt Red had great expansions before with Heart of Stone and Blood and Wine for The Witcher 3. And this is just, I haven't even finished it yet, and I'm already, I'm in love with it. It's yeah. just, it's good. I'm about 15 to 20 hours. I've done eight of the 10 gigs. I've done every side quest they've given me. But I think, I think I'm a little early on in the main story. Just, I feel like there's got to be some big twist in there. And I've just kind of been getting the initial setup because sure. I've been busy doing everything else. But it's a great expansion. It's a great, you know, companion piece to 2.0 for, you know, us returning players, not people like John who are just coming to it for the first time, but us returning players have this whole meaty 20, looks to be 20 to 30 hour campaign that just adds on to the game that you love. So if, you know, John, you're getting toward that final mission and you're like, man, I just want to play more, mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to recommend Phantom Liberty. And if you've played cyberpunk you know a year ago after 1.6 or even at launch i highly recommend it if you yeah. enjoyed you just know, trust your game. feelings on how you felt about it originally yeah <laughs> but know that things are improved minorly that's yeah. good that's good man yeah i mean i'm i've you know i just jumped into it like you said only about an hour and a half uh, after you know after beating sea of stars which we'll talk about here in a little bit um, you know, I was really excited to jump into it and yeah, I've got the, I've got the itch. I've got the itch to go back and I'm hoping, you know, like I try to do with any meaty type game, like really take my time in the beginning, at least like don't skip over little tutorials because they're, you know, telling you like, this is what this mar map marker means. And this is what this does. And if you don't pay attention to that stuff, inevitably four hours down the line, you'd be like, what is all this shit? And you yeah. kind of get mad at yourself <laughs> or mad at the game thinking it's the game's fault when it's really your fault. So Really trying to absorb myself in it because I know how highly you think of it, how highly everybody else at work thinks of it. Um, yeah, and it's you know, uh, it's been a been a minute since I've played a big crazy because like Final Fantasy 16 was big and meaty, but not yeah. in the same way. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm excited, I'm excited to to check out more. Yeah, and I finally I just want to point out that uh, there is a lot of Johnny Silverhand in this too as well. Keanu okay. Reeves is back. And he's not just, you know, I, at the very beginning of this, they kind of have a story reason why he can't talk to you for a minute. And I was like, oh, God, are they going to just remove him entirely from this expansion? But no, no, it very that's only a very brief moment. And he's involved in every quest, gig, everything. He's chirping in my ear. Um, he's a big part of it. So that's I know, great Kung that he Fu. came back. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Johnny. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I haven't completed it yet, but uh, it is... I have a glowing endorsement. I'll, I'll probably review it. Shocker. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I mean, they could have fucked it up, but you know, they didn't. Yeah. You know, a Dogtown as a as a location is very interesting too. Um, it's kind of a resort town, kind of built out of like uh, a half of a stadium's left, and 
uh, just like casinos and hotels. So a lot of that kind of theming there and kind of one of the very first areas you're in is this giant, beautiful black market where just the craziest things are happening. I probably spent the first half hour just looking at everything, not even like interacting with it because it's just so much detail condensed in this, you know, tiny market. Yeah, a little city so, block. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this, Nick. Is has has CD Projekt Red now done the impossible and completely <laughs> reversed every the public will and feelings towards them? Uh, I'd say so. I think maybe when their next project is officially announced and kind of on the horizon, people are gonna keep talking about I, it. I, but I want, like everybody's gonna be like, "Yeah, it's gonna be." I great wonder though. how like it'll fit, will people be quick to pre-order it and stuff like that. No, but they I will. think I think as far as like. I think you can say right now that Cyberpunk 2077 is an, an amazing must-play game. Yeah. Like, that's that's for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, how people feel about their next project. I don't know. Game, we always say gamers have short-term memories. Sure you do. Know, even myself who got burned on Cyber on this game when I pre-ordered it. That, uh, you know, I'll, I'll probably be there for the inevitable Witcher 4. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, well, good, man. So. Good, good, good. Happy to hear it. All so. Right. So as I just mentioned, uh, I was able to take a little bit of time over the weekend and finish up uh, the game that I was playing, game that Nick's finished, so we can have a nice little discussion about Sea of Stars from Sabotage Studios, um, which is the recent uh, 90s JRPG-inspired uh, pixel-based RPG, you know, very Chrono Trigger-like. I think if you're listening to me right now, you, you know exactly what this game is, so we'll skip all that kind of stuff, but um, yeah, just kind of to give you my, my overall thoughts on it, you know, I think I... Pr- finished my clock at about between 25 and 30 hours. Um, and as I'm sure Nick will get into very quickly here, I did not go and get the true ending, which probably would require a little bit more time, but I have kind of briefed myself on the different narrative implications <laughs> and things after getting yelled at by Nick this morning. So, um, but no, this this game is great. It, it, is, it is absolutely uh, a game that I think anybody who has retro tendencies or who's into turn-based combat is—it's a must-play. It's something you have to see, at least check out, because I think there's certain things about this game that are objectively top-tier, some of the best I've ever seen. Graphically, I, I don't think I've ever seen a better-looking 2D game. I, I, the pixel art is something to truly behold. The animations that the characters have, the enemies have, um, all the fun little ways that everybody bounces around and the grass you know, goes around with the wind and whirlpools are swirling and just all these different ways that they are able to make this world feel colorful and, and a joy to just simply be in. Like there's, there's been very few games that I think did it as successfully as Sea of Stars did. Um, next up, the music. I think the music, you know, having the, the composer from Chrono Trigger, which again is one of the most storied, uh, not only video games, but specifically soundtracks out there. Um, do you remember his name off the top of your head, Nick? No. Okay. So yeah, story something. Yeah, something like that. Sorry for the disrespect, Mister Yashinori San. <laughs> um, but you know, so from from top to bottom, the music is is amazing. Um, you know, keeps you just kind of engaged. Where it's it's you know it's kind of bubbly. It's it, the the game has a certain vibe about it. It's definitely Yashinori Matsuda. <laughs> Yashinori Matsuda. You know, there's definitely a vibe about this game where there's dire things happening. There's bad consequences that can go on. But I think you'd be 
you'd be crazy if you don't think this game just has an overall bubbly positive vibe. It just it just kind of does based on how colorful it is. Uh, and I think the narrative was very well done. Um, you know, one of the biggest biggest pluses that I had about The Messenger, which is the other game from Sabotage Studios, uh, is that the writing was shockingly good and funny for being just a text-based uh, side-scroller game. And so I kind of expected that to come through as well. And while I would say this is a much less funny game, there's there's not as many haha moments, um, but I think there's just as much heart and just as much, yeah. um, you know, yeah. just the threads that, that they kind of weave in and out very well. Um, but I do think the game does have some areas left to be desired. And this might be an exclusively, maybe not exclusively me thing, but people who have a more gameplay focused tendency, which I do, as, we, as we've talked about on the show, um, I, I, I found myself as the game went on just kind of having this feeling of it was it left a little bit to be desired like i i think the lock system which is you know the intricate system that they developed for this game where every not every attack but oftentimes enemies kind of have like a super move and when you see these locks appear next to their name you can kind of incorporate very specific uh, attacks at them that will that can break their lock. So right, there could be a sword, a fire, and a poison, and you have to make sure that you can combine your characters to attack with that specific move set so that you can break them and then they won't be able to attack you. And it's really cool. It's a it's a great system. But I found as I got further on, and especially with just random and not random encounters, but like the lo lower enemies, I just didn't really want to do it anymore. Like I would just kind of get into a fight and be like, Ugh. All right, you know, okay, what do you need? I need to do, and, and that's kind of the other thing. I would eventually not even start doing the locks because I would just have AOE attacks that would just eventually wipe people out. Do you think that your reason you're coming to this is because the game is too long? It's a little long. I, I think I, yeah. I think that's kind of the, the true thing is it's probably probably five to ten hours. Mm -hmm. It could have been tightened up. And, and, and going back to your point about the, the true ending, the true ending involves collecting collectibles and that does suck i i'll tell you that like, right yeah you know because there's these conch shells right that you can find organically in the world and they're not super well hidden like intentionally so I, you know it's kind of mm -hmm. like hey it's over in the corner oh cool and they have like a unique design on the outside of the, sh the chest so you know what, what it is when you see it yeah but yeah i think i finished my playthrough with 32 of them and there's 60 total and the only way to see the true ending is to get 60 so it's like i'm not and that's and that's only am, one of the requirements yeah i am you know? <laughs> not gonna go do that yeah. and and so i thought about that like literally that specific thing like okay i'm not pulled in enough to want to go back and just get the rest of the stuff because i really don't want to just do the combats over and over and over again and so you know, it, again, again, please nobody take away that, like, I think this game's bad by any stretch of the imagination. I don't. I just, I think there was a little bit left on the table that, you know, and, and I don't know if it was Sabotage just decided that they wanted to focus on the narrative because they, you know, and things like that because they really did pack in a lot of things, right? There's a character called Teeks who she's kind of like your your story keeper, right? And you can go up to her. She'll give you a little more context of the world. She'll she'll tell you some stories that kind of make different areas and things make some more sense. And that's great. But, you know, it's just this is another game that I've played this year where it's like, great, sick. I found a new weapon. What does it do? It moves my numbers up by three. Okay. Oh, sick. I leveled up. What can I do? Oh, I, I guess I can add something that doesn't really, to, in my opinion, <laughs> impact my gameplay no, at all. No, it, it doesn't matter. You know, in fact, all. I read early on that they're like, when you're leveling up, just focus on mana and HP. That's what I did. Because, like, <laughs> the, the damage reductions from, like, defense is, like, one or right. two per attack. So it's like, it just, it just, 
And like, and that's not a big thing inherently, I but you, it's part you of kind the, of that genre of game that it's trying to recreate. Yeah, and I get that, but like, I do think there could have been maybe some different ways to just keep it a little more fresh, right? Like, one of the main complaints I would see is just you, your characters don't get enough move sets, and I kind of agree with that. Like, I think you know you could have had the lock system in place, you could have figured out ways um, to you know to to keep the systems the same, but. You know, if there was a way that I could just continuously level up my my um, sunball attack from from um, Zale, right? Yeah. Where it's not just doing the same thing every time. And maybe they thought, okay, well, we have our combos in place. And those can kind of take the place of these, you know, to do more powerful things, right? Because uh, Conflagration, which was a, a combo between Zale and Rashan, I love that. Which you had to find, by the way, for a lot of these. Yeah, you have to find them in, or so in the world, so you might just miss it. them. Yeah. But, like, I would do Conflagration, and it would do 800 damage, which, like, I my ultimate... final boss with that spell. <laughs> yeah, my, my ultimates were doing, like, 250. So it's like, well, I'm just going to do this one. Yeah. And, like, it kind of felt the same with some other things, where it's like, you know, you could have upgraded my... my um, the just powerfulness of my sunball attack. Now it's called the Sun Meteor, and it comes in and it's a little bit stronger. You level up and make the enemies have a little bit more HP. It does more HP. You feel good. And like just like those kind of RPG elements, um, I kind of wish there was a little bit more of. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that is a weakness, is that it, the combat is very vertical. All your numbers go up, but there's no, there's no room to explore or choose a different weapon because it also attacks enemies next to it over just high damage on a specific enemy. Yeah. Every skill, every combo, every weapon does the same thing regardless of what you get. And every character only gets four skills throughout the whole game. Yeah. And combos are... I didn't even get all the combos in the game. So, you know, combos are findable in the world, so you might only have access to a handful of them unless you're really looking around. And I think, yeah, that, that, that kind of staleness... Combined with the length of the game, is yeah, it just kind of catches up with itself and it doesn't kind of crumbles a little bit, especially like I said, you didn't even get into the end game yeah. loop of trying to get to the true ending of the game where you, you where you have to go fight n more bosses, explore more worlds, and then backtrack for all the collectibles. So. Yeah, and you know, and, and there were times, um, specifically with bosses, where like the combat did feel really good like where you you do a perfect sequence of things you use one of your you know there's a, a member of your party who can delay the enemy's turn because that's another cool thing um well maybe not a cool thing but it, it shows you how many more turns is going to be until the enemy attacks so you can say oh you have one more turn all right well i'm gonna hit you with my delay you're back up to three now i can get the locks off that i need that rolls into the next thing you fucking aoe everybody and everybody's dead and you feel good like there's right. moments of that but yeah, just so I won't linger on it anymore, but I wish it was just a little bit more, there was a little bit more meat there. And it, you know, and it kind of felt like a lot of the things too, where it's just like, you know, the, the puzzles were, were fine, but it really was just kind of push this block this way, this way, this way, this way, this way. Now it's there. Okay, cool. Or, um, you know, the mini games, like the fishing, eh, it was okay. Yeah. yeah, it was fine. Wheels, it was fine. But like, you know, I've heard with that too. It's just like, just get the mage and you'll win. It's like, okay. <laughs> so it's just kind of. It's interesting because a lot of these things were like stretch goals. Like this was like this was a Kickstarter game. A good point. Like the the fishing was a stretch goal. So like they it was it was never going to be in the base game unless they reached a certain amount of funding. So it is kind of half baked, I'd say. Well, and that and that's a good. That's a good point of context, though, because, again, I don't want people's takeaway to this discussion to be like, don't play this game. This game has an excellent core, an excellent set of bones. 
It's just maybe a little bit of the meat around it could have been <laughs> could have been a little bit better. But that makes sense. I mean, yeah, if, if you're just like wanting to put something in to make everybody feel good, be happy. Yeah, you can fish. That's cool. Then that then you should approach it that way. You shouldn't like think of it I as think a negative. You're fine but, taking it to task. I mean, yes, it was a PlayStation Plus extra and Game Pass game, but it is a thirty dollar game. Like, yeah. it, like, it, and even if it is on a service, it, it, you, I mean scrutinize it all you want man no for sure but yeah so i mean you know um i i i don't know if i have really much else to say um characters were there was some highs and lows garl we've talked about him he's great i do kind of agree that the the solstice warriors themselves could have been a little more fleshed out pretty pretty vanilla pretty shallow but i i think the overall narrative with the um, Fleshmancer and Rashan kind of dynamic there and, and what they're doing with the overarching narrative was pretty cool. It's just like there are some, you know, maybe, and, and maybe this is because this is, takes place in the messenger world. Maybe they have all these grand plans and it's all going to come together in some weird way eventually or just like we're, we're not going to touch on that right now because we want to flesh it out a little bit more. But um, needless to say, had a really good time playing it. Um, Maybe one day I'll go back and get the platinum. I don't know if I just want that specific itch, but it's definitely a it's definitely a four out of five stars for, for oh, me. Oh, okay, all for right. Me. And do you think this is the the leader of all the free games we've gotten, the day and date free games? So we got Chia Stray in this and Humanity. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think, I, I think so easily. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know, if you if you have extra, just at least check it out. Like I said, I mean. You know, if you're a person that's never played a, a turn-based JRPG and you've you started gaming in the last couple of years, just boot it up because you should see how these games used to operate and and just how gorgeous it is. It's yeah. just so pretty. <laughs> so, so pretty. Do you, and well, I know your thoughts on DLC in general. Mm -hmm. do, do you... Would you come back to this game? This this is an easier to approach type of DLC situation. I think like you mm -hmm. know something like Cyberpunk, right? Had I had I played it two years ago, I don't think I'd touch Phantom Liberty. It's just it's just too much. But I would imagine a DLC for this is going to add not too much more. Maybe another area. Maybe you know I don't know if they would add a whole another world to go to. Maybe, but um, yeah, I think I would. I think I would jump back in just to, just to move around the world again and just be like yeah the music's so good and the, it looks so pretty and you know I, right. I i won't get sick of the battle system you know that my, quickly my guess is because this game is so island based like you move from island to yeah. island and it has like you know four pretty much four to five zones with a town um that it would be similar to that it probably just add a new island that you go to and you know i will say i appreciate even though i didn't really do any of the end game stuff one of the best uses of like free travel like ever in a game that i can recall where it's just like oh i can just go whenever so wherever i want now uh, is, awesome. it, is it considered spoilers though oh well maybe <laughs> i don't know i would i would imagine if you're listening to this where you know there's some slight spoilers but sorry <laughs> i don't think it is i don't I, think it's, I, a it's it's typical in these type of games for you to have a traversal ability yeah, it's, the, it's the final fantasy airship yeah That's yeah exactly is, you know? yeah so but it's, 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 it felt like it was just like, oh, they just like, yeah, just do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Thank you. So, so yeah. See you, Stars. Happy to be done. Happy to have played. Yeah. Will it be my game of the year? No, but it'll be, it'll be probably in the conversation and like the, in the, in the top 10 list. We'll see. Probably because oh. I've only played five <laughs> games this year. <laughs> so. Well, I don't think it'll be your indie game of the year and it no, <laughs> won't I, be your that, game of the year. So. No. No, but, you know, it's going to get some shout-outs. Yeah, it'll it'll get sure. some awards. Yeah. yeah we, don't we have that category, who you want to drink with? Wouldn't Garl be a great person yeah. to drink with? <laughs> yeah, Garl would be... Dude, Rashawn would be dope, too. 
yeah, there you go. So yeah. yeah, the game the game will come back, and again, it does have DLC coming, and I'll I'll be keeping an eye on that. So, all right, we can move on to the next thing, and that is a returning segment, the character battle <laughs> royale. I hope everyone enjoyed us defending. Uh, the characters Titus, Zagreus, Pac-Man, and Cal Kestis. And uh, before we get into the results of that, uh, I was going to read some fan comments on this. So uh, we got three fans have written in with their their takes on what we said or <laughs> either complimenting it or saying we're, we're dumb. But uh, we, got, we got an email to PlayStation Pals Pod from Will who says, first, despite Nick repeatedly calling Cal Kestis a Jedi, Jedi Master when he hasn't been granted that title, true, I made a mistake. Yep. And and this is the only time I'm going to break up these emails to defend myself. <laughs> what John likes to do is we'll meet about the show, he'll tell me one thing, and then on the show, he'll tell me another thing. So he didn't mention there was going to be a time limit at all, as oh. you heard, uh, and he he sprung that on me. I honestly didn't think it through. <laughs> it's not like it was like it was like Boom, I'm going to get so, him, <laughs> you know. And then I and then I was going yeah. first, so yeah. so I'm sorry. You're right. Correction: Cal Kestis was never a Jedi Master. The Jedi did not exist by the time he he relearned the Force. So, all right. Anyway. I think I have to agree with him. Pac-Man is just a big, yellow, hungry, limbless bitch that has enough trouble with little bitch ghost. Yeah. For the second, I don't know anything about Titus, Titus, but just look at, but just look at those two. Actually, don't. They look exactly the same. But knowing <laughs> Zagreus' fighting style and weapon selection, I have to go with John here, even if Zagreus, Zagreus is a little mama's boy. So, so we got to vote for each of us on that one. Well, you're probably a little mama's boy too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't harass the pals of the show. I'm allowed to harass him. I've known him for too long. <laughs> All right. And then we got a Twitter DM from another pal of the show and producer of the show, Nick, but not me, other Nick, my alter ego. Uh, he says, based on the cases made, my my votes are for Cal Kestis and Titus. I think if you would have played more into the ethereal ghost-eating part of Pac-Man, he would have had a better shot. And maybe having access to ghosts, he could have used the ghost of <laughs> Cal's master against him or something. For Titus, using his ability to ma manipulate status and time, I think, is a great argument for taking away what makes Zagreus powerful, which is his speed and strength. Although his defeat would be temporary because he would just end up back in the underworld and climb out again. Great segment, guys. Looking forward to how this evolves. So Love it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that That's two votes for me there. <laughs> I think there was some money passed under the table. It's <laughs> <As> possible. <laughs> and then finally, pal of the show, Jesse, uh, messaged us on Twitter as well. I love Zagreus, but I can't deny that Nick's argument for Titus was very convincing. And then his uh, comment on the other fight, Pac-Man would beat Cal Kestis for sure. No amount of force will save him from getting eaten alive. That'd so play. there you go. All right. And so what's our vote set? Nick? Oh wait, we have. <laughs> oh, got more. Sorry, we have one. We have one more, and that's from Nemesis of the show, Jake, and uh, he voted for Cal Kestis just straight up, and then he's also said, "I'm voting for Pac-Man." Uh, here's why. I don't know how the hell you have Pac-Man in a lineup with everyone else, but I really want to hear John have to continually justify why he's better than all others. Wait, so. you said he voted for Cal Kestis and Pac-Man. They, they, they. Oh, I'm they, sorry. They he voted for Zagreus. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, okay. And Pac-Man. Gotcha. So. 
So there you go. So Yeah, you would want me to have to keep defending him. And uh, <laughs> All right, well, also, just so you know, it could be Nick defending him next time. <laughs> That's true. We, we, so, we're not owning the fighters. Yeah, we're not beholden forward. to these. Uh, yeah, it could be either Only or. Only per round. So after it's all said and done, Zagreus, in fact, did beat Titus. Ah. So John's boy from Hades, I'm sure he's very happy. Beats but my boy from Five Fist Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, we did have a tie. Cal Kessis and Pac-Man surprisingly tied. And I think Pac- Pac-Man's going to be a sleeper. Yeah. You know, I think, I think <laughs> the fact that he, you know, nom-noms everyone to death will be a returning factor. He's like he's the Kirby of the, you know, retro world. So we're going to flip a coin to see who wins between Cal Kessis and Pac-Man. You want to call it? Sure, I'll call heads, and okay. that'll be Cal if it's heads. Heads? All right. Let's do it. It is spinning. Heads. All right, Cal Kestis goes on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he just goes away into oblivion. So there you go. Our last week's result. Results. Uh, that's probably the right choice. <laughs> yeah, it's Cal Kestis and Zagreus. So they, they move on. <laughs> All right. Which leads us to the main event, Nick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got this week. Got another two matchups to go, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, we got Nathan Drake, Uncharted uh, adventurer, very very famous guy, uh, against somebody probably more famous, and that's Bowser from mm-hmm. the Mario franchise. Mm-hmm. And we got Geralt versus Pikachu. So two weird matchups again, which is kind of the whole point of this whole thing. Um, do, do you remember, you went first last time, right? Yeah. All right. So you want me to go first this week? Yeah, you can go first. All right. And we're doing Bowser versus Drake first. All right. I almost feel like I almost <laughs> it would take it would take a lot of effort, but like to make this like a rap battle type thing <laughs> would be would be sweet. But I'm not that good at that kind of. And stuff, that's so. already a thing on YouTube. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. You know. All right. So. All right. I'm getting my timer because I got one minute on the clock. Okay. Here we go. <clears throat> Gotta get myself ready. All right, Nick. Okay. Minute starts now. I'm going to start off with something I like to call the smell test, Nick. You know what I mean by the smell test? That's where you just look at a matchup and you know. You know immediately who's going to win, right? We got Nathan Drake, human, versus a fire-breathing mega turtle, right? He has a natural shell to protect himself against really anything because what does Drake do? He shoots bullets, right? He can just go (laughs) into a shell. He might get hit with a rocket launcher, but he's just going to bounce around. He'll be fine. And what are what are Bowser's weaknesses? Uh, yeah, nothing. Peach. You got peach. Lava. So yeah, peach and lava. So two things that I'm not sure Drake's going to be able to really use in his favor. Um, he's able to be bested by Mario because Mario's acrobatic and quick. That's not Drake. Drake is good at <laughs> hanging onto ledges. And he's good at ducking behind cover. So I don't know how those two skills would really, really be able to help him against Bowser. Um, you know, Bowser's been in 200 different Mario games. You can't keep him down. He's just going to come back, you know, very much similarly to Zagreus. Um, and he's got an army at his disposal, man. He can say, okay, Koopas, Goombas, go. Drake's going to have to focus on those guys. He's going to shoot him, and he's going to st- come in and stomp on him because Bowser's 10 foot 2, and he weighs 1,600 pounds. So again, the smell test. There's nothing you can do. He could just go, okay, I'm going to go into Fury Bowser mode too, which makes him ginormous. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I didn't. You, you win some places. I didn't think we were allowed to go. <laughs> In what way? I, I need Com- to know so companions. that I don't. Companions. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, he's. 
I mean, if, if Olimar was in here, he's got his little Pikmin to throw at people, you know? <laughs> True, but that's kind of built into his stick. That's fine. He doesn't he doesn't need the companions. You can All you right. can you know the the what's what did judges say? Overruled. You can overrule the, <laughs> the companions. All right. Are, are we ready to go? Um yeah, I'll go when you start talking. All right. So we got Drake, and to your army argument, Drake's got Sully. Boom, done. <laughs> Mustache power. Mustache. We also have Nathan Drake's body count. How many people has he murdered? And you're going, well, Bowser isn't a human, but how many supernatural things has Drake been? He is beating enemies like Descendants and Shambhala Guardians. Mm -hmm. He can take on any supernatural enemy. He is also a weapon master, pistols, sniper rifles, rocket launchers. And Drake is a survivalist. He has survived the most insane encounters and experiences all over the world in various locations. And at the very least, he can grapple that fucker. <laughs> and Bowser cannot stand <laughs> against the grapple hook. And then finally, 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 Drake is a ladies' man. Princess Peach, she'd be all over Drake. He he swoons all the ladies. So Bowser's jealousy would just would get in the way. He'd be distracted. The tournament you know? of Fury Bowser and he'd get smushed. Sorry. <laughs> No, Sorry, no, he would be distracted, you know, and he would just swoon just like he did. You know, he'd ultimately break her heart, but, you know, that's what he does. So Drake Drake would win that. I just one. silenced it. My, I, it just rang. I don't know okay. why I, I silenced okay, it at the perfect time. So, all right. <laughs> good job. That was kind of the one thing I was like, oh, man, you could make if you dressed up uh, uh, Elena as Peach. Oh, there, there it is for some reason. You dress her up See this as cheating Peach. cheating here? No, I swear it went off. I don't know what that was. You were done anyway. Shut up. Yeah, I was done. That's good. All right. That's round one in the books, Nick. I'll let you start off round two. Okay. So, again, round two is Pikachu from the Pokemon series and Geralt of Rivia <laughs> from the Witcher series. So, again, Geralt is not John's character, but just like I had to do last oh, week, yeah. it behooves John to defend characters he doesn't, he's not normally used to. Uh, because, you know, I might get, you know, his favorite character of all time. I might get 2B in this thing. Mm -hmm. and, Geralt's, and then, a, Geralt's a G. Don't worry. I, <laughs> I, I, showed him, I showed him respect. All right. Are we ready? Ready. Pikachu is world-renowned. Speaking of how many opponents a, a character has beaten, he's beaten everything on the planet. He's beaten Mewtwo. He's beaten Team Rocket. He has a resume larger than any other character probably in this whole thing. And as far as Geralt's magic is concerned, well, Ig he's fought against different types of Pokemon. So if Geralt's using Igni for fire or Ard for psychic, uh, Pikachu's got that down pat. And also, Pikachu has the Smash Brothers credibility. Do you know what that brings him? He knows many opponents who use swords. Half of the roster of Smash Brothers uses swords. Mm -hmm. so, he, so even that advantage, Geralt does not have at all. And then finally, just his powerful attacks alone. Thunder, Iron Tail, Quick Attack. Geralt's going to be overwhelmed by all this. And how can he... He's not used to lightning coming from the sky to strike him down. So that's that's going to... Geralt's going to lose. Okay. Bottom line. Good time. I just did the same <laughs> thing. It just stopped and I did... Okay. All right. All right. I'll get my minute on the clock here. All right, this one's in the bag, Nick. <laughs> what does it mean to be a witcher? Well, a witcher is someone who has trained mentally and physically for years, learned alchemy, learned monster hunting, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. and finally mutated through a series of inhumane experiences that made them powerful magic users and assassins. Geralt is the best of all these witchers, right? Yeah, you mentioned he's not going to be able to use Igni on you, but you know what he is going to be able to use? Quen. That gives him a protective shield against everything for 30 <laughs> seconds. So all he has to do is get close to Pikachu within those 30 seconds, uh, and he'll be fine. Um, Geralt's fought fiends, plague maidens, leshens, night wraiths, basilisks, things that are so much more terrifying than anything you're going to find in the Pokemon world. And I think any one of those things is going to have a fine time uh, taking on a two-pound little rat. Um, not to mention, Nick, do you know what type of Pokemon Pikachu is weak against? Ground Pokemon. As far as I checked, Geralt lives on the ground. You know, I mean, he's, he's gra- he can wear some big, thick rubber boots, and lightning's not going to do really much to you, you know? He'll be fine. Um... Strengths of a Witcher, basically everything, superhuman strength, endurance, speed, vision, hearing, immunity to diseases, sword fighting skills, simple but versatile magic. He's just, he is made for this. He is ready to take on Pokemons of any shape or size. There it is. All right. There it is. There you go. So. (laughs) (laughs) So same thing as last week, guys. We need your votes. We need your input. Whether you want to email us at PSPals. Nope, you do the thing. PlayStationPalsPod at gmail.com. Thank you. Or or we'll, we'll put another Twitter poll out there. Yep. Uh, but we need everybody to make sure that they vote. Yep, yep, yep. All right, Nick, you ready to see what we're battling against next week? <laughs> yeah, uh, this, is my, this is my favorite part. All right. All right, so you want first or second? I'll go first. Okay. Randomize. Sam Fisher. Oh, no. Stealth expert <laughs> Sam Fisher. I know shit. I don't know anything about it. All right. Okay. You got Sam Fisher. And for me, for matchup one, Lara Croft. That's a good matchup. <laughs> All right. Sam Fisher versus Lara Croft. And for our second matchup. I was really hoping we could get Solid Snake. Yeah, I mean, Sam Fisher versus Solid Snake, yeah. That's a that's pretty good. I mean, Lara Croft versus Nathan Drake would have probably been the, yeah. the main one, but yeah. that's okay. And then for matchup two, for Nick, we got Duke Nukem. <laughs> <laughs> I for, like I don't remember who's in this list. So no, I haven't. I don't. I haven't shared this with you. You no. don't really know. Okay. So yep. So Duke Nukem. Okay. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun one. I'll have to explain that's, who Duke Nukem is. That's gonna be a fun one. Uh, versus Kratos. <laughs> oh, okay. Man. I got the, there. I got go. S tier Kratos. So Sam Fisher versus Laura Croft and Duke Nukem versus Kratos. <laughs> uh, so. so good. <laughs> They're both they're both uh, susceptible to women. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. One of their main themes is <laughs> sleeping with multiple women. Oh, Lord. So. Uh, All right. Perfect. <laughs> well, at least it's a weakness for them both. So you can't you can't just true. bring women into the field. They'll both be distracted. <laughs> what does what does Duke? He always says something fucking stupid. Shake, shake it, baby. shake it, baby. <laughs> God. Everything he says is stupid. It's the worst. <laughs> Yeah, I think you can spend a good, like... And a bunch of throw movie po- quotes. You can throw poop around in those games. Oh, man, there's all sorts of cool stuff you can do. <laughs> yeah, it really holds the yeah, candle to the yeah, God of War I, series. I expect you to do some deep deep diving research so that we can... <laughs> yeah. want some deep, deep... He's, he's got deep, a hell of a climb. Cuts. You know, this is the PlayStation Pals podcast, and a, a key PlayStation Pals character is, is here, the, yeah, the fight, yeah. so... Yeah, Kratos. You know. I mean, Kratos is the favorite, but... Between you and I, I hope he doesn't win, but you know we'll see. We'll, <laughs> well see. I think that's yeah, that's the uh, the uh, 
the goal of the person that's like Duke Nukem. You know, it's like every person mm-hmm. who gets the character opposite has got the harder that's troll right. to climb. Yeah. But can he I take down? Can he take down Kratos? Troll troll voting is here. It's not up to us. So it's true. That is true. <laughs> People can vote Ed. It's in everybody else's hands. <laughs> All, right. All right. Shall we move? Yes, we'll go on to the final topic, and we're gonna revisit platinum trophies for quite a few reasons. <laughs> uh, firstly. Pal of the show, Jesse, emailed in asking us about it. And I knew we had talked about Platinum Trophies before, and I, but I knew it had been a while. And it is actually episode 10 was the last time we talked about it. So we were, five weeks ago. Yeah, so we're, we're due to talk about them again because, uh, you know, it's been, it's been over a year. And uh, new Platinum Trophies has, have entered our lives. New listeners, so, new, new all that good stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Mm-hmm. Do you remember how many platinum trophies you've earned this year alone? Probably like one. One? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, you have neon white. Did you? <laughs> I got neon white and Cuphead earlier in the year. Oh, okay. Um, well, those are two very strong platinums. They so. are very. Yes, I'm very proud of those. <laughs> um, Sorry, I put you on the spot. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I might have to come back to you because I there was a period of time where I had a problem and I was just going into extra and be like, oh, a minute that takes what two hours to platinum? Let me just do that for no reason. So I don't remember if that was this year or last year, but yeah, not not many. Okay. I'm, I've been on a downturn. Yeah, I had six this year, which is also down. But um, so that is one reason. Two, the latest Kyle Bosman talked about <laughs> easy platinum games again. You know, because they they haven't gone away, despite Sony saying otherwise. They're still mm-hmm. they're still out there. Uh, ga- and these are games where you pay like two dollars, and you're basically getting a platinum in uh, ten minutes or less. Yeah, uh, those those are still around. And then finally, Insomniac teased <laughs> two trophies for the upcoming Spider-Man Two, uh, a game that John and I will that'll be our next platinum for sure. Yeah. We will we will both have that platinum in that. So. So it's a good time uh, to revisit this. Uh, so, also, update: I've gotten eight platinums this year. So, <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> so I still, did get like yeah, minute and Stardust, Super Stardust Portable. Started off the year with Last of Us, so that was kind of oh was, right, like, right, right, right at the, right at the God, this year feels like it's it's been so long. I know, I know. But uh, oh, and also finally, nemesis of the show, Jake has tied John in Why the plat- platinum you trophy. Bring race. that up. Nobody knows who he is. Let's <laughs> keep it that way. But. Uh, Again, the leader currently is Jesse, uh, who wrote yes, in. He's at yes. 53, so John is at 46. I'm at 32. We'll be shipping you your crown here shortly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he asked us some questions about our platinum trophy, so we're going we're gonna to revisit them. So John and I will go, and then we'll read some listener comments on it. So the first question he asked is, John, what is your favorite platinum you've earned? And mm. I, that might have changed hands since we last talk about, talked about it. Do you remember what I put last time? I don't. Might have been Rayman. I don't know. No. But um, so I wrote down in true John fashion. I can't just say one thing. Right? Oh I gosh. Need, so I have three honorable mentions that I just want to rattle off: Cuphead, okay. Neon White, and Elden Ring. Those are those are my those are my. <laughs> oh yeah, Elden Ring was yeah, this year too. Those are my three honorables. But if I had to pick one, I think it's just due to how fun it fucking was from top to bottom. It's got to be Hades. Like Hades was just so fun to get like it just kept me engaged the entire time you know there's something inherent about a roguelike loop that's going to keep you wanting to come back more and more and more but just you know i don't have to explain why that game's great but it just was a combination of all of these amazing things coming together and when you know even the trophy list was amazing and it was just 85 hours of really 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 fun yeah i'd probably go hades yeah no that's that is a very good answer and i think i think Mine's that's where these 
<laughs> no, 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 no. That uh, mine's obvious. Because <laughs> usually your favorite platinum is probably going to be a game that you love yeah. on top of that, and that'll that'll come up again here as we talk later. But mine is Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah. You know, and we know why. <laughs> How many hours did it take you again? Seventies? Like no? no, I'm I'm about to hit a hundred hours with the expansion. I think I probably hit the platinum and somewhere in the seventies. Okay, so, that's not too bad. Yeah. I mean, for an open world game, not too bad. Yeah, I think I think John and I just don't play platinums to get platinums. Usually, there has to be an extra incentive that we really enjoy the game a lot to to do whatever the grind is, the extra steps to get there. And I know some games make it a lot easier, like a lot of the Sony first party first party titles like God of War and Spider-Man like it's not much of a stretch to get those but you know some of these you really have to grind out and Hades and Cyberpunk are definitely in that and I don't think you would do that if you didn't you weren't in love with the yeah game, no so. that's why it's, I mean truthfully that's why I probably don't have the Sea of Stars platinum because like if, if I liked it a little more I'd, I probably would be a game that I would I would right. go I just don't have the, the the drive to sure the moment-to-moment gameplay of Hades is perfect though so yeah, yeah of course so Nemesis of the show, Jake, also wrote in, and his is also Cyberpunk 2077. Good boy, Jake. Well, you guys uh, should get married and kiss. <laughs> the game is so big with so much to do, and the plat kind of forces you to do everything, including several different endings, which all hit in their own ways, which is very similar to Elden Ring. You know, Elden Ring yeah. forced you to see every ending. The, Did he the say that? Because I know he didn't say that. No, I'm saying, okay. I'm adding the Elden Ring he, part, he, but he added the... He is not... From software. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. And then Jesse wrote Ghost Recon Wildlands. Wow. He said, I played a co op with a workmate and it was really hard, but you have to be constantly communicating what you're going to do next and plan out missions. And it was really satisfying to execute them perfectly. That's a pretty good answer. You, yeah, you you do a, a grind with another person. It, it creates a very memorable experience. So, I mean, that's, you know, if I liked Nick a little more, I might call him and be like, hey, let's play some co-op games and, and make some memories. But We should have got the It Takes Two one for you at least. I know. Well, Levi is really wanting to, like, he's he's been playing through that with his cousin. And so I've kind of been like, if you, if you need a little <laughs> hand, like, you know, we can come in and do some do some stuff. But yeah, we should we should have got that one together for sure. Okay. All right. So, and then the next question is, what's the rarest platinum you've earned? So, what is the what percentage is the lowest on the platinum trophies you've got? Yep. So same far? answer as last time. Descenders zero <laughs> yeah. zero point one. <laughs> yeah. I don't think any game will beat that percentage. You can, I mean, you can't like if you go into some of the third party sites, like I think like PlayStationTrophies.org or um, there's a couple other ones. Um, where but they're all opt-in, so like right. any but like the, it only gives you the percentage of the people who have opted and in. And they're so, usually trophy hunters. Yeah, and so like descenders on there is more like two point eight or something yeah. like that. But um, yeah, I, it's got it. it has, yeah, it has to be that one. So I nothing. I I hope I don't get one that's more rare than that. Okay, <laughs> mine is also still Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Again, that that was a hyped release. A lot of people played it. But then it was broken on PS4, so a lot of people like bounced off of it. It is at 1.6% for me. So, nice. Uh, you know, and, and again, a lot of the Sony, I looked through all my Sony first party ones, and those are a lot of people platinum those games. Like, oh, so if, yeah, they're usually 10%ish. Yeah, right. Like Rock was 12. Yeah. So, so, yeah. Just look, I mean, I, say, I think Neon White had 1.5%, Cuphead was at like 26 Okay. Um, so, and then Elden Ring is shockingly high, you know, I think yeah, the pe- course, people yeah. who want, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just all about it. So, yeah. So, and then Jake answered with Rogue Legacy 2 at 0.6%. That's a good one. Yeah, that is, I, <laughs> I, 
I definitely applaud him for that one. That's that's a tough one because you got to like beat that game top to bottom with in like fifteen level or like runs or something. And it's there's probably some way to cheese it. I would imagine that I just haven't looked up. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But Jake often says that he's not good at video games, so you know we'll see. <laughs> he's out of his mouth. <laughs> and then Jesse mentioned he did Need for Speed Payback is at 0.4%. He says, I don't know why this is so rare, but it wasn't hard at all. Just lots of collectibles and time trials. So it's probably just one of those games that people just jumped in and bounced out, you know? Yeah, I wonder if it was ever um, extra or essential game. The, yeah, that, that I always, bet you it was. That always bet you was. drops that, that, that stuff by crazy because, yeah, you'll get people just jumping in and out real quick. So. All right. And then final question, what is the hardest platinum you've earned? This is definitely a better question for John. John goes for the harder ones. Yeah, um, you know, it's kind of, I, I don't truly know, but my gut is telling me neon white. I don't think any of the other platinum runs that I had are as it, like, I can think back to doing the hell run on neon white where you have to beat every single level in order without dying. And you know, because that inherently takes about an hour to do. Right. <laughs> so, you know, there was there was about a two-week period that I was exclusively trying to get that, and it was just the amount of runs at that end at 45 minutes or that, yeah. you know, where you start to question, is this really fucking worth it? And it was. <laughs> but, like, when I think of Cuphead, it was, like, more just like, okay, I can get this. I just got to try again. You know, those are two-minute right. two right. snaps. And then Elden Ring is, like, yeah, it's millennia was a – bitch but like again I, I knew I could do it I just had to had to sit down neon white was the one where I'm like this fucking game I swear <laughs> to god and why um, do I do this to myself why do I do this but I, I love I just loved it I loved the moment to moment so much similarly to Hades that I was just like I want to I want to I want to get this I want to have that little shiny dumb thing so. sure sure and mine I think I answered this last time too was Returnal uh I still love holding that trophy over John <laughs> that I have that one. I want to go and back and get again, it. Returnal is a roguelike, so uh, what makes the Platinum hard is some of the collectibles might not show up. So you kind of just got to keep playing it, keep playing it, keep playing it yes. until you know you get the one room that has the one carving on the wall that you can get, and then you collected them all and you got it. And I think it helped that Returnal came out in like a very quiet, you know, early PS5 game. Yeah. So I would just go home and just do a couple of runs and if I got a couple more of the the collectibles you know that was a good time and then I remember getting stuck on the last one and I think it took me like took me quite a few runs to get that last one because it was in it was in the last area yeah it was just similarly similarly to neon white it's just like God, I wasted an hour and a half for nothing <laughs> yeah, exactly for nothing <laughs> yeah I think if that, if any other game had come out around that game I probably wouldn't have done it but yeah. you know I will get that one day Nick I will <laughs> I will get that platinum. <laughs> I want to get that platinum. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for uh, Jakey, did have Dishonored 1 and, 1 and 2 are difficult in the sense you both require multiple playthroughs, and one of those includes not being spotted at all or killing anyone the entire playthrough. Fuck that. Yeah, lame. <laughs> uh, Dismantle was the most difficult to mentally achieve. The grind was unreal and mind-numbing. I needed a guide for most of it. The fast travel is not really existent, and the maps are not well designed. <laughs> the combat is... Why are you doing Sounds this? great, Jake. <laughs> <laughs> and then he also had Rogue Legacy 2 of actual difficulty. Well, in, in fairness, you know, my other answer for Hardest is usually Rayman Legends, which is kind of more dumb than Dismantle even is, where you right. had, I had to play it for six straight months just for five minutes a day to rank up some <laughs> stupid thing but 
Again, I just love that game so much that I don't really care. Right. But, and we had we had the the white whale question, right? Uh, well, we got Jesse's answer too. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I didn't. I just want to make sure you weren't gonna forget that one. No, is uh, Crash Bandicoot insane trilogy for him? Oh, you did that. Yeah, the hardest thing. I've is, heard four is worse, but still, <laughs> the hardest thing there is is the time, time trials, trials because they require perfect accuracy and timing with your jumps and spins, especially in the first game. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I've heard. Um, <laughs> I've heard Crash 4 specifically is just like melt. It melts your face difficult, like with a lot of the stuff. And I imagine those first ones are the same where they, yeah, you have these like bridge levels where you just have to hop perfectly across these dumb yeah. planks. And yeah, I, 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 once upon a time, I would say I would try to get those, you know, when I, I love, you know, nostalgia to the max is Crash and Spyro. And I got the first one for Spyro, but I just, I don't, I don't, I don't need this in my life yeah. anymore. <laughs> but good for you, Jesse. Those are, those are, those are no joke. Yeah. So, uh, do, so do you get? Do you? Is there only one platinum for all three of those, or is there? A I think so. If it's one package. Yeah. I, I'd have to it's look it up. Extra hardcore. I'm assuming it is just one, one platinum. But, uh, yep. And then finally, nemesis of the show, Jake. He followed up with a question to both of us, and he said, "What is your white whale platinums? The ones you are chasing, but but won't get either to a steep difficulty curve, or shut down servers, making it unattainable." His answers are Stardew Valley. Poor guy. I poured countless hours across many farms. The plat, I'd basically have to do a completionist playthrough, which is over 100 hours easily. Beat the most difficult and annoying minigame twice, once without dying at all. And another playthrough where I sell my soul to the big baddie of the game. Hmm. Okay. Wow. And then I think you know the other answer, which is Sackboy, the big adventure. <laughs> the a, a big adventure, because I think it's like the... The, what you said about neon white is mm -hmm. you got a one run that's got to be perfect. Well, there so there's um, specific time trial levels throughout the game where they you know they kind of focus on a specific movement mechanic, I believe, and those are usually I don't know thirty to forty five seconds. Mm -hmm. There's like fifteen of them, and then at the end of the game you have to do all of them in order, yeah, without dying. And, it's just, <laughs> and that's so like besides Returnal, that's another platinum I would love. I would love to lord that over his head so much. <laughs> oh my god, would I? I've, but like it's gotten to the point where I'd have to reinstall it, learn just learn the movements, right. again, even get to that level. And at that point, I've got better things to do with my time. Sure, sure. So now throwing it back at you, John. Mm -hmm. Do you have any white whales? I do. Uh, yeah. Um, trying to change up my answer from last time, which it was previously The Binding of Isaac, my most played game probably of all time, except maybe Rocket League's passed it now. But um, it's just got it's got trophies where you have to beat it with nine different characters, like ten different times. It's just like one of those where you have to just yeah. play it and play it, like, kind of like beat-em-ups. Yeah. And I just... I've kind of lost the the urge to do that. So I don't think I'll ever go back and get that one. Final Fantasy X, I would love to have, but I'm not grinding. But I think that maybe the true answer, especially because it is it is unobtainable just on a pure difficulty level, is Hollow Knight. Like, I would love oh, yeah. to have the Hollow Knight <laughs> Platinum, but there's something called the Pantheon of somethings, or gods or something that you right. have to play at the end of that game where you do, like, all 45 bosses in order. And it's just like, oh, what? Yeah. Like, and there's also some crazy platforming challenges you got to do, and it just is one of those... One of those nas. I'm not doing yeah. it. I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna. Not gonna subject myself to it and hate this game that I love. Um, so I'll just wait till Silk Song comes out and you know play that. If <laughs> and it think, ever comes and out. think about platinuming it. <laughs> yeah, until they say that you have to do that again. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So Hollow Knight would be re really, really, really cool. But I doubt I'll ever get it. 
Yeah, yeah. Mine is the same. Is like yeah, some of my favorite games of all time. I just wish I had platinums. You know, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two, and I don't know why I don't have it. I think there's a lot of specific things you do. A lot more hours and time I'd have to put into it. You gotta like hunt every animal and all that stuff. (laughs) And there's the online stuff and then The Witcher 3 requires you to beat the game on the hardest difficulty which I'm just not gonna do. I'm just not gonna subject myself to that even even though that game has constantly been updated. Uh, Yeah it probably looks great. I mean yeah. (laughs) But like you said I don't you don't want to hate these games and sometimes you just gotta walk away like like, I think when I approach a platinum trophy, time is a big part of that. Like, what, how much time would it take, and will I enjoy my time doing that? Yeah. And in Cyberpunk's case, the answer was yes. I want to do all the things. I want to clear out the whole, the whole fucking map and have everything done, do all the gigs, all the police things, and, and get there. It's just, it's just, it's such an immense satisfaction, too, when you do get it and you can put it down knowing that there's no, <laughs> there's no thing in the back of your head going like, well, you didn't do that. You, didn't get that. <laughs> you should go back to it. Like it's so nice. Yeah, our compulsion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you have it. That is our 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 TED talk on uh, platinum trophies. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we still love them, and I, I yeah, I thought we were down this year, but I mean, if you have, if you have eight, you're still you're still cruising. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I haven't gotten my last one was Cuphead, though. like so that's yeah. you know now well, no Elden Ring. I'm sorry, I got Elden Ring, Elden Ring, Cuphead, and Neon White are my last three platinum. So <laughs> maybe it just kind of got to a point. I'm like, Ooh. Yeah. um, but we'll both have Spider Man. Spider Man will be guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have, we'll both have that, and then you know we'll see. There's a bunch of other games that might sneak up. Yeah. Um, cool. All right, so that's four things. We did it, John. Sure did, Um, for the 65th time. Yeah. And uh, do you have any teases for next week, now that you're free of one game into another? Yeah, no, I I just, I would love to get to a point where I can talk more about cyberpunk. However, like, we don't want to flood you guys with cyberpunk talk, so. It's hot right now, and I'll I'll hear it. It is, but I won't be talking about Phantom Liberty. (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. I want to. So, yeah, I'll probably, you know, probably have some, some discussion around that. Um no, maybe I'll look for like a smaller game that I can also kind of fill my time with when, you know, like Cult of the Lamb's been one that I've been kind of thinking about and um, some other smaller games that maybe could fill up some time between now and Spider-Man because that's kind of the other thing is is I do, True. I'm feeling this like stopgap, like that's three weeks from now where I could be like halfway through Cyberpunk and really into it and then I go yoink and I start playing yeah. Spider-Man. So, <laughs> you know, I, I just need to... I don't know. Probably just not honestly, just not worry about shit like that, and just go, just go have fun playing video games. But yeah, um, yeah, I don't know. I also downloaded Alan Wake Remaster. I don't think I'll play it, but you know, <laughs> like, yeah, I was just feeling Octobery, feeling right. horry, and with the second one coming out. But yeah, and uh, you know, speaking of the Octobery and horry stuff, uh, it was announced that the Callisto Protocol is coming to PlayStation Plus Essentials. Uh, by the time you're listening to this, you can download it. Any interest, John? I think we should both play it. Yeah, I should probably download it and check it out and play at least like two levels or so. If if it would probably be a thing where it's like, all right, I'm gonna give this a a good try. If the combat and shit is really as because that's what everybody says, right? right? The combat's weirdly bad where you're just kind of dodging and it's mostly melee. And as we just kind of discussed with Sea of Stars, the main thing that carries me through an enjoyable experience is having a fun <laughs> gameplay system. So I don't expect to truly to really probably get into it, but. Because it's, it's what a sixty-seven on on Open Critic, and you know it just kind of was the game that everybody wished for a little bit more from. But 
you know, it's worth it's worth a download. Yeah, I'll check it out. <laughs> so I just went to Super how quick long too. to beat though? It's like and eight hours. Yeah, yeah, fifteen hours for the for the plat, ten hours for the story. So okay, um, so not bad. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, that's for you. That's a weekend. For me, that's <laughs> yeah, a month. <laughs> so Maybe. I I want to check it out. I just I'm curious. You know, again, John and I are big Dead Space fans, and this was you know made by the former <laughs> director of uh, Dead Space and this. Now yeah, I was saying now like, the former director of Striking Distance. <laughs> uh, Glenn Schofield. Uh, so, you know, and again, it fits that vibe. And if I can get this in and Alan Wake 2, you know, those are so two good uh, horror games for October to play. I'm also, I, it's in my brain. I don't know if I'll act on it, but Alien Isolation is a like a, a blank spot. And I love Alien. Yeah. This, it's one of the, you know, when people say, what is your favorite horror game? This game comes up, you know, so it'd be interesting to go and check that yeah. out. I, that, that's that's kind of one of those backlogs that won't go awake type of games for me, <laughs> too. And, and I've heard, like, I've, I've played some of it. I played, I don't know, probably four or five hours, and it was cool. Um, I've heard it's way too long. Like, yeah. it's like 25 to 30 hours <laughs> to get through it. And it's, it. It's a stealth game. So, like, you're kind of just like, oh, my God, like, this is getting a little much. But some of the, to this day, probably some of the best AI work that's kind of been done mm-hmm. to a, a main enemy like that. And, yeah, the environments are great. So, yeah. And let me know if you download that. I'd, I'd be, well, I'm not going to play with whom I can. <laughs> Big <laughs> eyes. But, Small stomach. But yeah, I, I do have some other things on my plate too, as well as including finishing Phantom Liberty, finishing Baldur's Gate 3. So, you know, I, I can talk all playing I want. Playing Spider Man. Yeah, and playing <laughs> Spider Man, which, yeah. It'll be five months in, or five games in October, dude. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'll talk a big game, but I think, yeah, at October 20th, it's a full stop, you know? Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. And by next podcast, more. PlayStation Plus Extra games will be out announced, but yeah, so. I'm always done. So who knows? There might be even more games for us to play. So boohoo, oh, boohoo. <laughs> Got to find the time to oh. play them. <laughs> Poor me. All right, so John, what song are we leaving them on? We are journeying to I don't know what the land is called, but Shadow of the Colossus Land. Um, <laughs> Revived Power is the name of the track. It's um, what I remember hearing when you finally climb onto the flying. Colossi, I should know a phalanx, maybe something like that. But you, you grab on, and it's like yeah. music picks up, and it's like fly through the air, and you, you don't think you're gonna hold on, but you do, and it's super, super epic. And um, yeah, it's kind of a, probably not a song that you're gonna listen to on a whim, but like it's still pretty cool. So I want I want everybody to hear it. Yeah, no, it is a very good song. It just kind of reinforces the scale and the moment. Like I think, like Rockstar is pretty good about this, about playing a song at the right moment mm-hmm. in the story to like really like amp it up. And this is one of those things, like, or when I was talking about Persona Five, like Rivers in the Desert. This, yeah, you know that song plays. Now that's a, a song fight. you listen to. On, I listen to that all the time. Still, <laughs> that just plays in a boss fight and it just changes everything. It just, it just increases the scale of what just the encounter itself, which is already on a, a game like Shadow of the Colossus, scale is everything. So music's you know, a powerful thing, man. Yeah, and speaking of games I would like to go back and get a platinum for. Shadow of the Colossus would be a cool one. Unfortunately, I think you have to time trial all the Colossi. That doesn't sound fun. But <laughs> no. I don't know. Probably with a walkthrough or something. Alright, so that's it. We did it. Four things. We'll be, ba- be back. We'll be back. <laughs> we will be be 
be back. I can't talk anymore. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> so we'll be back next week with up to six things. Enjoy getting oh, those. He's plat- having a stroke, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy getting those platinum trophies. We hope you earn some by the time you, ne- or you listen to our next show or Except listen to you, our Jake. podcast while you're getting earning platinum trophies. It's just you know? not Jake. Oh, no Jake. <laughs> sorry, John. You're going down. I know. So. I know. All right. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. See you guys. Thank you.